Namaste. Welcome to the Divine Nobodies Podcast, an intimate multi-sensory platform created to empower the modern-day mystic on the path to spiritual awakening. Here we explore life's most fundamental questions about the nature of our existence and provide useful and practical tools designed to accelerate the process of spiritual evolution by witnessing it through the teachings of modern-day visionaries in the New Age community. Join us each week as we speak to urban yogis, wellness practitioners, lightworkers, and fully immerse ourselves in all things metaphysical, all with the intention of manifesting a more loving, magical, and mystical world. Welcome to our tribe. I am your host, Eric Ajna. I am a sound meditation facilitator, a Reiki master, and the founder of Divine Nobody's Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Let's get started. Hello, namaste, good afternoon, and happy Saturday, or at least it's Saturday for me. I'm not sure what day it's going to be when you listen to our show, but great to be here nonetheless. Welcome to the Divine Nobody's Podcast. I'm Eric Ajna, and uh, today's just been a beautiful day so far, and so beautiful. I've actually been inspired to really just contemplate and really sit with the dynamics of love. And uh, I'll do this with my cat sitting next to me. It's interesting because uh, my cat isn't interested normally in anything that I do, uh, with the exception of when I'm interacting with her. Uh, but when I'm doing that, you know, she likes to spend a lot of her time sleeping and lounging around, basically just doing all the things that cats like to do. But when that one time comes, when it's time for me to sit down at my chair with my microphone and record the podcast, suddenly she becomes just so interested in what I'm doing to the extent that she walks right in front of my face and uh, tries her very, very hardest to uh, just sort of distract me from that process. But who knows? You know, maybe it's uh, her guides that are sort of nudging her to give me a certain sort of inspiration. I'm going to look at it that way. Either way, it's good to have my cat nearby. We have this sort of intrinsic connection with each other, and it feels nice. So if you hear the microphone bump a few times, chances are it's probably her headbutting my microphone. So I was thinking today about the dynamics of love, and we won't go really, really deep into this concept, but I wanted to just really sit and kind of wax poetic about what it is that we feel when we meet somebody. You know, most of us spend a lot of time trying, trying to interpret what this feeling is uh, that we feel when we meet another human being. And at the beginning, we spend a great deal of time externalizing with words to our partners. You know, we're very open. We're very vulnerable. We want to speak to them in the multitude of ways that we can and express to them how much we love them and care about them. Maybe not right away, but eventually. You know, we eventually realize that the feeling can't be correctly translated through words. Um, the ones who realize this begin turning to a more uh, primordial force, which expresses love through action. And because love is a verb, it really calls as a message to serve the other person. And whatever spiritual domination that you believe in, it really is the ultimate practice and devotion to God and to source. You know, because action is the only lasting and sustainable force in the longevity of a relationship. 
not saying I love you, although a lot of us do that. I do that included. But it's really about the context and it's really about the emotional energy that you place into these words and how you put it into practice. So it's so important not to make not to mistake the words as being the reality of what it means to love. Because at times it can leave us feeling lost in uncertainty because words for for the most part fail us. There are a lot of things, especially about the English language, that are just confusing. And um, you've ever read the work of, you know, the old world, the Atlanteans and Lemurians. They didn't actually even need to speak at all. They had this sort of mutual understanding of where each other existed on these multidimensional realms. So whenever they needed to speak or express something, it was just sort of just like a look. Like I'm giving you a look right now. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm giving you the look, maybe with like a little wink or like a little brow raise, something like that. But, you know, and that's ultimately what psychic energy is. As uh, woo-woo as it seems to be in the spiritual community, which it is, and I admit it to be, and I'm totally fine with that because um, it's fun, it's magical. But at the most practical level, psychic energy is very subtle, very practical. You could actually even miss it. And that's the difficulty when it comes to studying and practicing uh, how to move psychic energy around, is that we're looking for that sort of electric spark uh, to sort of like expel itself from our bodies. We're looking for something akin to what we would see in like a, a Harry Potter movie, where we're just shooting lightning bolts out of our fingertips. Well, to some people, they may have a sort of maybe nervicalismati experience where this does happen to them, or maybe they develop some you know mysterious form of CDs uh, while they're deep into meditation. But at the most practical level, psychic energy is uh, when we fundamentally know what the archetypal images are that a human being sort of succumbs to on the journey to self. Those archetypal images being how we understand love, that we all collectively experience anger and pain. It's basically all of the emotions that come along with being human. And we all go through them. We all have this ability to feel emotions. So ultimately, we all understand what it means to be happy and sad and depressed and so on. And once we tap into how this expresses itself in a human being through other people, we can pick up on those subtleties in their energetic field, but also in your own. And all of us have experienced this before, where we have maybe a family member, or we have a lover, or maybe just a platonic friend, where we know them so well that they don't really need to even speak in order for you to understand what it is that they need. I've been in many situations where I was with a best friend and she was pissed at me for something. Or I've been with a lover and when they looked into my eyes, like I can just see that beautiful spark of God in their eyes. And whether that meant something like practical, like bringing them a glass of water or I just expressing appreciation to you, the fact that we pick up on these nuances, the fact that we understand without speaking in another human being, this is psychic energy. You know, and going back to action, you know, action is the only lasting and sustainable force in the longevity of any relationship. You know, not saying, I love you, because a lot of those words that we use are very limiting. 
they, these definitions, they obscure the heart and they prevent us from looking directly into the heart of our beloved. You know, make no mistake, words as being, you know, words are not the reality of what it means to love. But I was thinking about this today because I woke up in a very sort of romantic mood. Not romantic in the sense that I wanted to get it on with somebody, but just romantic in the sense that I started introspecting about all the beautiful things that I have in my life and things that I have to be grateful for. And while this may seem like it would only consist of good things, I've also taken some time, especially during this Venus retrograde, to really sit with the full spectrum of uh, feelings that our polarity consciousness has us going through right now. And that involves love, but it also involves loss. And it also involves, you know, um, pain and difficulty and things like that. But I was thinking of the first time the first time, the first time you've ever come across anybody that you've really loved, or maybe somebody that ended up actually being your partner at some point in your life, do you remember the moment you looked into their eyes and saw nothing but the sincerity of spirit just illuminating those dark spaces in your heart? Or maybe even the moment she walked into the room and your intuition working sort of in collaboration with this beautiful stranger led to both of you connecting eyes for the first time. You know, it's such a beautiful thing. And, and in that moment, you knew with the, the greatest sense of conviction that God was real because nothing could have ever prepared you to experience the absolute beauty and the divine orchestration of two souls searching the universe for God and finding it in that one moment. You know, that one moment where those linear constraints of time are no longer tethered to consciousness or your awareness. Because when you're there, you know you found something really, truly special because uh, the you that you imagine to ever be true is just not there. You sort of disappear. You're not, your ego isn't going into this process of like trying to figure out where you're going and who this is. It's like suddenly for a second, you lose that space of time. And you're in this timeless realm that many people have experienced on psychedelics because my, me, myself included, there's this space, this magical space that you enter into once you've touched the divine realm where time escapes you and you are just immersed in this eternity. And there isn't really any understanding of a beginning or an end. It's just sort of this intrinsic feeling of always existing. You know, the only thing that exists in that moment with that person is God recognizing God. That's why love is so beautiful, you know, when it's experienced between two people for the first time, because in that moment, you can feel eternity in your partner's eyes and witness God creating basically the entire universe in something as subtle as a smile. And in that moment, you wonder if you've, you know, ever really experienced true love before. I've had moments like that. And I was like, wow, it made sense as to where I was in my journey and why it is that all those other relationships prior uh, didn't work. They, of course, you know, called to serve a much uh, more profound experience in my life. They taught me so many things. But once you've rested your eyes on that one person that you know is the love of your life, suddenly the world just makes sense and you're no longer counting the seconds until you meet them because you're there. You know, suddenly 
the you that you once thought you were is replaced by an entirely new spectrum of human emotion and spiritual connection. You know, this is an example of how powerful the alchemy of love moves through the human experience. It's like this calm storm sweeping through the countrysides of your heart, uh, illuminating the most ordinary things and making them beautiful again. You know, it stirs up every emotion and adds so much depth that only someone could feel in the presence of source energy. You know, it's, it's, it's wild and at the same time, it's graceful. It lifts you up but destroys you at the very same time. And this is how you get to experience the true magnitude and the power of love. It's the most beautiful collaboration of order infused with chaos. And in the midst of this feeling, which I know all of us have experienced, uh, we suddenly understand how this beautiful collision inspired the birth of human potential through something like even the Big Bang. It has sort of a correspondence in my mind. I feel like it's very, very similar when you think about it. Not that the Big Bang consisted of two people falling in love, but the fact that this is how God creates. Like This is how God manifests and also destroys. So the fact that somebody can meet another human being and it feels like this universe being created out of thin air and the fact that some people go into these relationships and unfortunately sometimes they don't work out and it becomes this collision this destroying of that world in the same way that we have this beautiful creation and also this uh, chaos and destruction very kali type of energy because you know love ever expands just as the universe expands. And somehow through these divinely mystical experiences of meeting another, we begin to understand how the fundamental questions of nature and of God um, came to be. Same thing with creation. Because in that moment, we realize what our true purpose is here on this planet. Because there's nothing that teaches us about God more than love. I mean, I've learned so many different things. But the one thing that I'm sure of is I've learned a whole lot of information and also just about life, how to treat others uh, through the process of love. And if you've ever loved someone, you know how beautiful it can be when you experience this with another human being. It's beautiful but unforgiving at times. And this kind of goes to show our position as creators in our universe. We have the ability to nurture and destroy life. We have the ability to create it. Like a woman can create a baby. A man can create the universe for that woman to live in. So a man and a woman working together is the perfect collaboration of two forces, ultimately representing the magnificent force and creativity of God. And it becomes a really huge responsibility uh, for us to undertake when we meet another human being when we engage in that sacred practice of love. This is the reason why love has always been looked at as a sacred thing. Because when you stand face-to-face with a partner and you're with them long enough, there will be certain elements of us that are illuminated and brought to the surface just by coexisting with somebody for a certain period of time. And depending on how you look at this, this could be a very beautiful experience, but this could also be a very challenging experience. While I won't go into the dynamics of twin flames and soulmates, all of us at some point in our lives have more than likely encountered one or two 
of these type of dynamics. It could be through platonic relationships. It could be through uh, interpersonal or, or um, romantic relationships, or it could even just be with your pet, like your dog. You know, me and my cat, we got this thing. We're definitely in love. And there's a really huge possibility that I spent lifetimes with her, maybe even a past life. I don't know. She has this certain walk when she's kind of walking through the hallway. She has this sort of like little bounce. And I, I look at her and she looks back at me and I'm like, I see you. I see you. I see you there. And she sees me. She just sort of does the whole meow. And I'm like, we're there. I see you. We've been together before. So anyways, we've all been with in, in relationships like this and they teach us so much, you know, and that is uh, ultimately what the dynamics of a twin flame and a soulmate are, is that there's one person that you meet and you stand in front of and automatically right away, you know that you have this connection to that person. But the passion is so intense that that love also acts as this pendulum swinging back and forth between the polarities of light and dark. And just the same way that this person can bring out the most beautiful aspects in you, you give it enough time and they will bring out your shadow as well. And this isn't bad. This is actually a very good thing. What becomes problematic and challenging is how we approach this type of work because there are a lot of people that will just run away from shadow work. They're like, nope, that is not in my field. Ultimately end up uh, strengthening that shadow and that sort of chaos reigns supreme in their life until they meet somebody else that can just you know, destroy that and become a catalyst for the ultimate change. But there are people that acknowledge this, that acknowledge that these relationships really come to serve as the ultimate foundation for spiritual growth. And they look at this entire process from a place of awareness so that when that shadow comes up in your partner or in you, use it as an opportunity to create strength and resilience within yourself. And ultimately, you'll create a relationship, a lasting, sustainable relationship with your partner, with the mutual understanding that, yes, relationships are fun. Yes, relationships are beautiful. Yes, they can teach you so much, but at the same time, they can be very challenging. And the most beautiful thing about relationships is, yes, the good times those beautiful dinners or going camping or doing things like that with your partner. But the interesting thing about those wonderful experiences is that we're normally so busy uh, enjoying them that we don't really have to really look within as much in order to figure out if we're showing up for them or not, because we already are. But the most sustainable thing and the one thing that creates the most meaning and strength in a relationship is how you and your partner encounter and resolve and work through difficult situations. These are the things that are going to create a lasting impression and imprint on your connection. So this is definitely something that uh, I myself and I think uh, a large part of the world uh, thinks of this more as like a it's easier said than done thing. I totally get it because when we're in the midst of that chaos it's one thing, but when we sit and we talk about, okay, relationships can be hard. We're like, yeah, they can be hard, but we can get through it. But when you're with somebody that has this exceptional ability to pull your strings or trigger you, it's easy to lose aspect of who you are in that moment. And the best thing that we can do is always 
have some level of meditation in practice at all times. Meditation not necessarily being a practice where we're sitting in lotus pose. While you can do that, I recommend doing that because it's awesome. But meditation being always integrated with your most integral and authentic self at all times. And that means by really operating from awareness and having that understanding that life isn't just sparkly and fresh all the time. It's about understanding that sometimes there is difficulty and that you expect it. You even expect it in the partner that you love so much. So as long as you have this awareness, this awareness being cultivated through some type of meditative practice, it could be through meditation or divination tools like oracle cards or something like that, then I feel we'll better equip ourselves to be in a good position once these difficult emotions start to arise. And if they do, then we can work through them, catch ourselves slipply, uh, slowly kind of pulling away from ourselves and returning back to the most authentic uh, spaces and with a lot more ease, you know, and this is the ultimate practice. But I wanted to just provide some insight on that because that was something that was on my mind today and something uh, that I've been inspired to share, which is relationships are the most powerful tool that we can use in order to reach ascension. They are the most powerful tools that will get us to those unknown and maybe perhaps forgotten spaces of our heart where we could illuminate that field with so much light that is brought in by not only ourselves, but from our other partners as well. And once we get to this point where we're practicing the work in relation to another human being, your life will become so beautiful and so magical and so sweet. And that is the one thing I wanted to convey is that when we look at relationships from awareness, the light as well as the dark become beautiful because they work together. They work in unison with each other. And you really can't have those blissful moments watching the sunset unless you've had those difficult, challenging moments where perhaps he left the toilet seat up and you weren't happy about it. Who knows? It could be anything, any range of things that tends to trigger you. It could be, you know, past life work or it could be trauma. On a serious note, it could be trauma. It could be something very challenging. But when you make the decision to be with a partner, you are making a commitment to learning God and creating an entirely different universe and an entirely uh, different level of you, this accelerated sort of 5D level of who you are with this other human being. And that takes work. That takes work. So I hope you guys enjoyed this little bit of... Uh, insight and wisdom. And uh, as always, it's a wonderful, wonderful gift to be able to offer this podcast to you. We'll have another one next week. And if you have any questions, you could always go on the website, divine nobodies dash, or, or I'm sorry, divine dash nobodies.com and uh, stay tuned for more interviews, uh, as well as just some more talks on some really awesome new age spiritual uh, goodness. So I hope you guys have a really great Saturday and I'll talk to you soon. Namaste.